Genesis 23, 18, uh, 13 and 18. We just want to do a short recap and then we're going to run with the word of God. And above it, the Lord stood and said, I am the Lord God of Abram, your father. Remember, father, what we said last week. It is not for him to say, um, you are your ancestor, you must worship through him. The word father here just shows where you come from, your spiritual lineage and the bloodline where you come from. It speaks of heritage. So whenever the Bible used to refer to people's ancestors, it was not to worship God through the ancestors. It was rather for them to know where they come from. God was reminding them, gift, that this is where you come from. This is the heritage. And why are you walking circumspect? Amen. That's on Psalm. Abram, your father, and the God of Isaac, and the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. And then we also discovered that when there is an altar, it is also generational. God didn't just say, I'm going to bless you. He says, I'm going to bless you and your descendants as I bless your father Abram and his descendants. So when God spoke to Jacob, he was saying that you are also a descendant of an altar that existed before you came, Sister Betty. He was not saying these things to, say, to show him, I'm God and I know your story. He was saying, there's altars that existed before you. Luckily for you, it was a righteous altar. That's why I come to meet with you. He says, I'm a God of generations. I'm a God of bloodlines. And we're going to speak of bloodlines now. That's why I said, be wary of what you do. You can mess up 400 years of blessings by doing something in 10 minutes that is wrong. Imagine 400 years, bloodlines, and come on, and it's good, and it's blessed. And when the cycle reaches you out of foolishness and carnality, you do something that messes up years of righteous living. Whatever we do is an altar in the spirit. No one can walk from this serious, living like you just want to live. If you live against what the word of God has been saying over the serious, you are foolish. It's not an insult. It, it, it's saying that foolish is an adjective, meaning that it describes someone that does not have wisdom. I urge you, stop living in ways that does not please God. You are opening up illegal altars that will speak against you and your children. Yes, God has forgiven us our sins. But from this point on, make a conscious decision. There's some children that cannot sleep at night and it's because things were done on their behalf even when they were in the womb. Come on, guys. Someone asked me in the week, it says, Pastor, it is so weird to think and scary at the same time how we were smeared and sprinkled with stuff and we didn't even know it was altars. But then I said to this person, because it's easy to become fearful and wonder if the altar's been broken. But when you give yourself to... Christ as your Lord and Savior. You call upon the name of God and you've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Those altars cannot speak again until you open new chapters for them to come back. And now in the spirit, nothing comes back the same. It comes back seven times or more. That's why the Bible says when an evil spirit leaves someone, what happens? He goes and seeks for a place and he doesn't find something. He comes back, not with himself, with seven others. Worse than him. That's why when people backslide, it seems like in three months the, the devil has done to them what he couldn't do for the, for, the, for the prior 20 years. Because seven words came. And they said, come. 
We, find the, we found the body. Now we can do what we want to do. So, so, so the father's year represents patterns and models. What is a pattern? It is something you do after. It is like the shapes that children draw. It is like when people that bake those, until I saw a mold, I didn't know how people would bake cakes in different shapes. Then I saw the mold, uh, they, they bake it in, then that was the pattern. So no matter what quality of dough you put in the pattern past the brine, the shape will look the same as the pattern. That's why he said to him, there's a shape already, Jacob, don't try and change the formula. Abram set the pattern. Isaac took it on. You must perfect it. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. And this teaching is also not for us to hate our fathers and mothers. Many of them did it out of desperation and ignorance of the word. The Holy Spirit was strong this morning when he said, don't hate your forefathers. Many of, um, many of them were just desperate. And because when you find out why they took you to so-and-so prophet because of cop paper and they put these things around, it was because you were sick. And the doctors couldn't do anything. And someone just came and said, you know, I can iemand. A prophet work with water. And with the cares and with the Bible. <laughs> As if the Bible now, it's like people that park anyway and just put the hazards. And it's like the hazards must now completely just... Justify the nonsense by Anfang. Like men are standing in the middle of the highway. Like the hazards on. No, and they didn't stuck. He's waiting for, and it's like, me bro, like, is there nothing in you that thinks this hazards? The hazards shows us there's an issue. Hazards is not justification on talk and the fun. Topic for another Yo, South Africans. Stand everywhere, hazards. This is my covenant. Dan prate da. Now, you, now you're there, you're like, my guy. Worse is when they're in opposite directions. Normally they meet one another. Then this one puts the hazards. This one, now, no one wants Because the hazards is the covenant of foolishness. <laughs> All this. And then someone else does it because he's seen his father or uncle do it. The spirit, this is important, the spiritual ent entity we connect with at an altar is linked to us generationally. It's like there's no way that you can open or set up an altar that will not chase your children. Does it make sense? Come on, on. 2 Kings 16 verses 1 to 4. 2 Kings. Please don't lose me. We really need this teaching. In the 17th year of Pekka or Pika, the son of, so son of speaks of there's a father, right? The son of Remalia, Ahaz, the son of, meaning there's a pattern of fatherhood and sonship. Right, stay with me. King of Judah began to reign. Next verse. Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem and he did not what was right in the sight of, of the Lord is God as who is David did. He did not do what was right in the sight of what his father did. Meaning that the Bible said there is now something that you can what? Compare with. There was an altar. There was a father that did right. It shows that he intentionally 
went against the pattern that has been set by his father, David. David, with all his nonsense, on scan was David's files, with everything in him. If there's one thing David did not play with was worship. David loved worship so much, he once went against the rules of God and he put on an effort of a priest because he knew I cannot come before God as if I'm not dressed as a priest. He put his crown away and he said, I'm going to approach God. It is worship. He says he did not do what was right in the sight of who? His father, Peton, David. Meaning that when he said he did not do right, it does not just mean a nonsense angefang. Look deeper. He said that when the father raised altars that were good generationally, he came and he turned things around to go in the opposite direction. He was raising unrighteous altars. It's more than just sinning. More than just sleeping with, with women of other faiths. It's more than that. It is his raising in the spirit something that is now speaking against the nation of Judah. Remember, he did not lead himself as a king, as a father. When you stand and do funny things, you're doing it on behalf of your family, even if your wife did not agree. Come on, Next verse. But he walked in the way of the kings of Israel. Indeed, he made his son pass through the fire. One day we're going to teach on this. According to the abomination of the nations whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. Verse 4. And he sacrificed and burned incense on high places. The high places is another word for altars. He sacrificed. So it's not just the altar you built. It's also what you sacrifice on it. It is like, and that is why, why, why I spoke to, to, to the worship team. It is not just what you sound like. It is what quality of sacrifice is on the altar. Because when we build altars in this house, check this. When we preach and we do this and we build church, it's an altar, but the sacrifice I bring on here. I cannot come and preach to you guys if I don't talk to my wife. I will sound nice, but in the spirit I will be disqualified. It's an intentional thing to make sure our relationship is right. Because it will be a nice altar to look at, but what comes on the altar, the sacrifice, it will be to false gods. Because how can I come and preach to you, Pastor Brian, and I don't talk to my wife? What hypocrisy is that? Does it make sense? That's why before you come before God, the Bible says before you come with an offer, laws it, go and make right with your brother or your sister. Because God don't just the nice look of your altar. It's just the quality of it and also the quality of what is on the altar. He sacrificed and burnt incense on the altars and the hills under every green tree. It speaks of there that he chose places that are comfortable, Sister Esbury. It cost him nothing. His sacrifice was according to his stature and that's why God rejected it. And God rejected the whole nation because the king was foolish. He purposely said to the guys building these high things, make it where there's shade. I don't want to be a church every, 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 that is what it means. I will serve God when it is comfortable to me. I will sacrifice according to my stature. It's fine, you can do it, but just check in the spirit. It's more than just you not wanting to attend certain things. When we call for prayers, why are you not here? Because you are worshipping and sacrificing on altars, on hills. It is not just you going to a Sangoma. It is how you carry yourself in the house of God. And that's why I said last week, there's people that cannot make it because they come home... Um, Late from work or whatever. They don't stay here like Pastor Vicky. It's fine. But how do you choose when you sit at home? How do you choose seeing the land over sacrificing before God? 
Because what stops us from prospering, it is what we sacrifice on the high places. High speaks of exalted. I look holy. Everybody saw me going up the mountains, but people don't know. I told my inner circle, you better not build this thing where the sun is going to burn me. It must still feel nice to me. Then who is the sacrifice then going to? Does it make sense? That every altar we build, who's, according to, who is, to whose is it? The Bible teaches us there were worshippers that worship and stood in the sun, worshiping God for hours, some for days. That's why Hosea said, 4 verse 13, we're not going there, Hosea, the prophet Hosea, he says, because you burn your sacrifices in all this way, the shade is cool. That's why your sons and daughters are given to harlotry. It spoke of your sons and daughters have intimate relationship with false gods. Not just physical sex and in prostitution. That's why your sons and daughters, what does it speak of? Descendants, because your altars. It's not just sacrificing. When God sees that you die, it's not easy. Pastor Brian, he was waiting two weeks. Pastor Brian, not someone outside, was waiting two weeks to meet me. And I'm not saying this on quite a leg. What I'm saying is it's sacrifice. When my children, once when I'm sitting there prepping, Brother Greg's, and it's more feces, but it's sacrifice. When the guys come here during the day and come and wait, work, wait in them, it's sacrifice. When there's a call, guys, come, let's clean the church. It's the house of God. Because there's some things we do, the attitude we're doing, it, it either gives you breakthrough or it blocks the breakthrough. We can lay on you. Nothing will change until the way you sacrifice change. We think all this are just going in someone's zozo there and, they, and it stinks and they're burning in pepo and all. No, 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 guys. You can stay away from all those places and your altar will still stink in the presence of God the same as someone that goes to Sangomas. Don't get it twisted because we think we don't go to Sangomas that our second, no, no, no. It is the quality of what you put on there. Are you broken before God or does, does God see your pride in your ego? It's an altar. Because the easiest thing would be to say, I, oh, oh, pastor's not preaching about me. Oh, lupus is angomasi. But you've got a stinking attitude. Does it make sense? You've tasted grace. God had grace on you. Now someone else, they don't look as holy as you, comes in, you block them. This is my ushering team. Hey, when I, hey, hey. <laughs> Prof, all this, and guys, and this is not shouting or fighting. If I don't tell you this, we'll go in cycles. Because as many of us, those things, we've prayed against it years ago. Why is there no breakthrough? Because they on the hills and under every green tree, under speaks of shade, it speaks of nice and cool. Oh Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm just praying here. Leo we bet on a onesie, groot man wat a onesie dra. Father, you are the most high God. Every altar that is speaking against me, oh, Shanda Pa. Your enemies have been cursing your family from 9 a.m. till 4 a.m. dancing around fires. And that's why they're prevailing. Not because you're using the name of Jesus and it's stronger than... No, no, no. It is because of how you worship. 
we ramble off prayers because see when the land gaan nou begin. And God sees it. He sees, he sees a, a firki trying to come up. It does not even root, reach the roof of your house. How will it reach the, the third heaven? Doesn't make sense, guys. Because it seems, it feels like I'm talking hard, but it, if I don't tell you this, I will be a pastor that tells you, just jump and shout Jesus three times and come put under the rain, you'll be blessed. No, no, no. That's Mashonisas, and those pastors will have their portion. These are, the, these are the words that you don't like it in church, but you go home and the Holy Spirit says, obey or go. And once you obey, things change. Come on, on. So it says that you did not walk. Verse 3 says, but he walked in the ways of the kings. The walking there does not just speak of walking, following them. It speaks of a lifestyle. In, in the past, we used to say, it means that those were my close friends. I'm in covenant with them, right? So the walking here speaks of who you're in covenant with, who you have a relationship with, and after who your manners are. People knew who walked with who when we hear a certain whistle. Every group had their own whistle. The most famous one was I can't inflate The CNBs. When you hear that, you know what is he? Do you get what I'm saying? But if you see one of them, the way they speak, the slang, the lingo, what they dress, you will know this is a CNB. Why? He walked with them. When God saw these kings, he could see after who spat in the building weight, by how they carried themselves. The walking there is, you are totally consumed with the mindset of a certain father. You are walking after your father. Let's continue. 2 Kings 18 verse 1 and 4. Now remember this son, he, 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 what? he went up and he built altars. Stay with me. Munislapi guys, please. 2 Kings 18 verses 1 to 4. Now it came to pass in the third year of Hoshea, the son of Elah, the king of Israel, that Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. That's on Psalm. Ahaz was the son, the previous one that we read about, that did evil. We saw a king that did not walk according to the patterns of the father. And he built incense that spelled or, or reeked of comfortable for me according to mine. As it may pass, can I come pastor? It's fine. I don't even fight with people anymore. Now you'll understand. It is yours. Because even if you hear in Bali, at every service, at every activity, but your attitude stings. It's the same as you staying at home. So he... Ezekiah was the son of the king who did evil. Right. The, the king of Judah began to reign. Next verse, quickly. He was 25 years old when he became king and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abby and she was the daughter of Zechariah. Next verse. And he did what was what? Right in the sight of God. Right? There was a king that did what? Wrong. His father did wrong and this one did right. Right? So there were patterns. Right, in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father David had done. The, uh, yes, his, Hezekiah's father did so bad that the Bible did not say according to all. They acknowledged his father in the spirit as David. The one who raised a righteous altar because God honors righteousness. 
It does not mean that David was his biological father. In the spirit, fatherhood speaks of what I can see you look like. Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That's why people think that if Jesus was white, God must be white. It's for white people. It's a lie from the pit of hell. And there's no way Jesus could have been white because of the area where he was born, teaching for an underdog. But anyway, people thought that God is man and he just looks like a white man and all that. No, Jesus said, when you see the walk I take, the principles I follow, what I speak, You've seen the Father. He was not speaking of physical stature, Sister Geraldine. He was speaking of mindset, spiritually. That's why God could make us in His image and likeness and give us a body to walk the earth. And that's why when Lucifer looked at man, he saw God in human form and he was like, what is this thing? How can this thing be in touch with nature and with the supernatural and not lose any of the two? Satan was in heaven. He saw everything. But when he saw man, he saw something he didn't see. And you know when he saw it again? In the book of Acts when the Holy Spirit came. Because now the spirit man, Pastor Brian, had been regenerated. And Satan saw it again. But this time he didn't see one Jesus. He saw 120 in the upper room. That's why when the enemy comes after your worship, it is to take you from that place. They don't care about your six-pack because you can go to hell with your six-pack. There's nothing wrong with your six-pack. But what I'm saying is we try to approach God from who we are here on earth and the opinions of men and we miss it in the spirit. It says he walked after his father. So when people saw him worshiping and doing those things, what did they see? They saw David. And the old people used to come to Hezekiah and say, you are just like our King David, your father. Not because he was his biological father, but because he was walking in the statutes of a righteous ancestor. He wasn't worshipping him. He walked after the pattern. That's why I said the other time, if your father drank and that cycle is not broken, you will drink just like him. That's why people would say, isn't that social mouth of your power? Why they see the patterns? Does it make sense? Come on, listen. First three quickly. And he did what was right in the side. Okay, on Zedekiah, sorry, verse 4. This is Hezekiah. His father built unrighteous altars. He comes, biological son. He removed the high places. He removed the altars and broke the sacred pillars, cut down the wooden image and broke the pieces of the bronze serpent that Moses had made. We will teach on this one day. For until those days, the children of Israel burnt incense and called it Neshutan. They were busy worshiping, but they were worshiping this God. And he went, before he started reigning, you know, because we are so excited to get into positions, he said, let me go and restore worship. Let me first go and break down before we build up. Sometimes we want to build on unrighteousness and wonder why our so-called righteous altars are not standing. Check the foundation. Bible says, before he went to reign, go and study. That's why when he was sick, Hezekiah, when he was sick, and he says, no, go to him, tell him to put his house in order. He said, no, wait, wait. There's an altar. He says, Father, remember everything I've done for you. And it was not because he was handsome, because we don't know what he looked like. God gave him grace because of the altar. Gracious God, Sean. Says he went and he removed from all the high places. He says, before I reign and make laws here, I need to fix in the spirit what is wrong. We don't just move into jobs, into new houses. We break down. 
That's why we go and anoint houses. We don't know what altar stood before then. But now when we go, we don't just break down, we also build. Because God said to Jeremiah, I call you this day as a prophet, Jeremiah 1 verse 10. In this day, to what? To root, down, to root out, to pull down, to destroy to build and to plant. God did not say to build and to plant. He said, we first deal with the unrighteousness before your prophetic season starts. Because before you, there were false prophets. Let's just get that out of the way so that you can have a clean and pure ministry. So when we speak of things that is not right, it is not God punishing you. It is God rooting out our own things, pulling down our own things. Then God says, now I can rebuild you, Oliver, because I have clean, cleaned you. God is not going to Pamper lang ons. Oh, shame is it. Hy is die nog unforgiveness. Hy, here. Oh, shame. Nee, he's anointing. Oh, nee. You know how weeds are? Concrete. Before you throw concrete, you have to really go into the ground. And not just on the surface. You know, can you do your own work? And then you rake, and then you... And then you stand up trots. Oh, shit, your own work. Three days later, see us weer concrete. And it's like, yeah, maak your own rand betal. Hier is die goede terug. What you do is you go into the ground. You take all those tools. You break it up and you pull with the hand the weeds out, the roots. Because if you just come and make it nice on the surface, you're going to put concrete. It's going to cost a lot of money, Pastor Brian. And then it's going to stay there and it's going to look nice. But you don't know in the unseen what is brewing. And on top, the man's driveway is nice. It's coming. Then the sun starts, sun starts baking your concrete. It starts raining. Splits come. Then the weeds come through it. Through your pavement, through your paving, through your driveway. Why? It was not dealt with. We came and built and planted on foundations and altars that was never destroyed. It went up. It even broke in pieces. The bronze serpent that God once used with Moses. Then they started worshipping the wrong way. Even songs that we worshipped that was good for a season... Bronze serpent. And he burnt incense to, to it and called it Neshutan. Next verse, it feels like I'm rushing. 2 Kings 21 verse 4. We're almost done, don't worry, we're almost done. Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign and reigned 50, years, 50 and 5 years in Jerusalem and his mother's name was Hepzibah. And he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Here after, nadat jou pa alles kom doen het. Eies, nonsense. Hezekiah, restoration. Manasse, nonsense. Here we. According to the abominations of the nation whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. Next verse, quickly. For he rebuilt the high... He rebuilt the altars that Hezekiah, his father, had destroyed. There was a pattern of righteousness and he still went and rebuilt the same things. Not knowing that when these things come back, they don't come back as strong as they were in my grandfather's time. They come back seven times worse. That's why when you see how Israel was after this, they became worse and God just said, you know what? Fadi Mensa, Nebuchadnezzar. And made a wooden image as Ahab king of, it was Ahab's wife, Jezebel. So the spirit that was on Jezebel, Jezebel teachings is not for us to chastise women. We speak of the spirit. Can you break us, Jezebel? Come here quickly. I break all these other men's phones and lost your eyes for now. Hey, come here quickly. 
Kijk je mensen. Jesse. DJ Jesse Jeff. DJ Jesse D. He's Ayeb. We know that he was a weakened king because of the influence of Jezebel. The spirit, the manipulation, right? Now Jehu, come here Jehu. Jehu killed Jezebel. When he killed her, the spiritual dominance, corrupt demonic dominance that was on every king that was here, was destroyed. Right? Taken out of the picture. Stan is no picture. Right? So the righteous spirit that was here to kill spirits of manipulation was dealt with. And he made a wooden image as Ayab king of Israel had done. Ayab king of Israel made an image to be worshipped because of what the spirit has manipulated him to do. When he raised it, he reconjured this demon to come back. So when you do stuff, think of what you're bringing back that God has dealt with. So now this spirit was now in charge of not just Manasseh, but everything that he ruled. That's why I said, take away politics. Laws have a quad word when people speak of politics and you know your party is guilty of it. It's deeper than that. When our presidents built images and altars, that spirit goes into the country. It's more than, more than just a ceremony, Pastor Brian. That's why Christians would open complain. Yeah, this government, go on your knees. Not under trees, not when it's fast. Till it feels like you can umkap. Fight against these things. When God calls you to speak to the mayor, and Megan is the mayor, just because you know him, now you disrespect the office, but God has called you as a Jehu to deal with the spirit in the office. You just see Megan, our familiarity has stopped us from breakthrough. Wat gaan Tommy me leer? Ek ken hom van wie? Hey, Muna, I'm not speaking. Because ons weet nie wat was gegooi in die vorige meese office. Now God calls you and all you see is, hey, meie, the church need land. Hey, Muna, hey, hey. God gives land. I will give you and your descendants like God. Not a king will come. God says, I. There's some things God gives you if you do the thing right. What did God say? He says, I will give you, Jacob, I will give you, as long as you build after the patterns of Abraham and Isaac, this father that shows you what righteous altars are. Verstaan you, Isaac? Yes, I understand. Build accordingly. I will give you land. Whether he works it through this person, that person, don't worry. God knows how to work things out. Fix your altars. Father, yeah, but I'm not getting a job. Oh, what if I need a job? I know. And even in you not getting a job, I've provided for you. Build altars. That is righteous. Hezekiah said, I understand. Ek moet doodgaan. Amma moet doodgaan. But God. This is what he said. He negotiated. He says, God. But there's an altar I built. And God says, I remember. I'm giving you 15 years. Eh? Not 15 months. Not 15 days. I'm giving you. So he was old. And God said, I will give you more years. Because of the altar that I see. Thank you, guys. You see with Jezebel. Like, er doobjong. Jezebel. I can see my wife will just make my toho. Like, yeah, because my Shezebel. Yeah, now let those people come and cook. No, 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 say she's one. Yeah, little bit rechter, oh. 
Jullie moet rechter hoor. Wie heeft zien staf? Mm, mm, lekker jump, Lekker. Oh God, my savior. Laat je savior voor je komt hier, Mark. Check hier. Even something, I'm going to address something now that you might not like. But let me show you how deep these things go. And he made a wooden image as Ayab king of, so that speaks of Jezebel reincarnate, the spirit, not the, 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 the woman. And he worshiped all the hosts of heaven. The hosts of heaven are not just the angels, it is the stars, the moon and stuff. From today, stop saying the universe. I give it to the universe. It is false worship. Joshua, when he needed to fight, he spoke to the sun. He didn't beg him or pray to him. He said, stop. We're dealing with these ones. And the sun obeyed. Why? He recognized the authority. The Bible says, okay, God made in the days sun, moon, stars, and all those heavenly hosts, right? And then came Tino, what did he say? To give them dominion over all these things. That's why Elijah, when he caught this revelation, he could pray and shut up the heavens for three years and God couldn't do anything because he was ruling from earth. God has given us earth. And when you're righteous, you can control these things. That's why even witches, they understand it. They can make uh, tornadoes and stuff in places where they're angry. They can conjure it up because they understand how these things work. These things are to, supposed to listen to us. When Jesus said, peace be still, the wind recognized the voice that made it in Genesis. So stop saying those things because you're opening yourself up not to stars and the moon or the universe will give me. No, no, no. You're opening yourself up to other things because the Bible says Satan comes as an angel of light. So whenever God is not worshipped, Satan comes by default and he stands behind the image. Okay? Kom eens gaan aan. Almost done, verredig. 2 Kings 22 verse 1 to 2. So this is what Manessa did, Right? Right? Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jedidah, the daughter of Adaya. Oh! Oh! I think you have a name for the Bible, bro. Adaya of Boskat. Okay, what are you doing? You know when you speak of something and then. Yeah. <laughs> Boskat. Boskath, sorry, Boskath is English, it's an English church. And he did which was what? Right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of his father. Who? Not Manasseh, not Ayes, not Ayeb. After the first sign for the kings. Remember, Saul was the first king of Israel. Not recognized by God, but voted in. That's why in church you cannot vote in leaders. Topic for another day. But God said, I'm going to give you a king. I am your king, but you're forcing for a king. Let me give you a king. Saul is the most handsome and the tallest. You want this one as a king, I'm going to give it to you. But God's plan was David. David, come home. Come home, alsjeblieft. There's David. Just stay here quickly, I'll call you. God gave them the desires of their heart. Right? So Saul ruled them in ways that were weird. He went to see witches and did all these things. While God had a king, he ordained. Before Samuel ordained him, God ordained him. Right? That's on some. So when David came and Saul died, one of the first things David was, was restore worship. That's why all the other kings that followed David, 
That's why the Bible says, is the father, it means the pattern of righteousness. Because he's the first king that sought me as he was supposed to. Right? The others were after power. David was after his heart. That's why God would forgive David for even the worst because he saw his heart. And he built something the earth has never seen. A king that built a righteous altar. David, quickly sign us And he did not turn aside from the right or the left. 2 Kings 23 verse 18 to 13. We're almost done. This is Josiah. And he brought all the priests from the city. What are priests? Our servants, ministers. Worship him. Listen to this intently. He brought all the priests from the city of Judah. Judah means what? Praise. And he defiled the altars where the priests burnt incense from Geba to Bathsheba. And he also broke down the high places at the gates. Where did he broke down the altars? The kings before David, knowing what gates stand for. Come here quickly, young Greg. They had the audacity in places where prophets were supposed to speak. They came and built at that place altars for demons to speak. So every prophet that came there did not have a spine, like Samuel, would come and speak, not under the unction of the Holy Spirit, but under the unction of the Spirit that was ruling the altar. That's why when David came, there was such an attack on his life because he came not just to take over the favorite. He came to deal with this. That's why many of you now feel that, Yira, why does it feel so tough? Because God has opened our eyes that we're not just going to pray and go to church as normal. God is calling us higher and these things will not be happy. It did not stop David from seeking the face of God. So when David came in, it was more than just change of personnel. It was change of spiritual integrity. That's why when God looked at David, he saw a pattern of heaven, guys. When you ride before God, God sees heaven. Let your kingdom come. On, as it is where? There's an altar in heaven. When you have a righteous altar, God sees no difference. That's why when your altar is right, you don't have to wake up 4 o'clock, sometimes even speak of demons and stuff. When you wake up as a praise and worshiper, they cannot come close to you. Why? Heaven is in your house. How can heaven be in my house when we just eat pulchets and bread? Heaven is in my house. We don't judge heaven by material gains because then every drug dealer would stand in the presence of God. And I'm not saying poverty. I hate poverty. People know I hate it. But when you had enough to eat, but your altar is righteous. There's no team. That's why I'm telling you guys this. When this is sorted, you are standing like David before. Because when God saw Josiah walking right past he saw David recreating heaven on earth. When God saw Hezekiah, that's why God could say, because I see David in you. God sees David. And what you didn't ask for, he gives. That's why Solomon could come and God gave him more. Why? Because of his father. More than just praying against some gomas and stuff. Because now the tables have turned. We've broken down those things, but what are you building? Thanks, Pastor Brian. And they broke down the high places at the gates because he knew if the altars at the gates are not broken, gift. Whoever's going to come and speak, the kings or the priests and the prophets, the businessmen, 
they will speak corruptible things because the, the space, the spiritual climate is corrupt. So let me deal with it first. Which were at the entrance of the gate of Joshua, guys. Come on. At the entrance of the gate of Joshua, the governor of the city. Does it make sense now? When we speak to governors of the city, we don't just go there for meetings to break. We sit there and I could sense, I had a dream prior to meeting with the mayor. I, I could, Pastor Brian, I saw things that need to be broken down. Not tables, near, the office is nice, spiritually. When you meet principals, it's more than just for a program at school, Pastor Brian, Sister Zaina. There's gates that need to be pure, purified and cleansed and that's why the attacks are so heavy on your life. At the entrance of the gate, the governor of the city, which were to the left of the city gate. We're going somewhere, guys. Next verse. Nevertheless, the priests of the high places did not come up to the altar of the Lord in Jerusalem, but they ate unleavened bread amongst the brethren. These priests, they were still arrogant. They didn't come to the altar of the Lord. They had their own altars. They chose not to. Next verse. And defied Topeth, which is in the valley of the son of Himon, and no man could make his son or daughter pass through the fire. We're going to speak on this some other time. Verse 11. Then he removed the horses that the kings of Judah dedicated to the what? What are the horses? It speaks of acceleration in the spirit. And that's why it seems some things are slow because some of our horses in the spirit are dedicated to wrong things. Next verse. At the entrance of the house of the Lord, by the chamber of Nathan, Melech, the officer was in the court and he burned the chariots of the sun. He did not hold them and says, no, we're going to sanctify them. He destroyed all the things that made them sin. There are some things we hold on to and think about ons bekeres, we can hold on to it. Let go of your habits. It connects you to the gates where wrong altars are. Let go. Don't justify nonsense. Next verse. The altars that were on the roof, the upper chambers of Ayas, which were the kings of Judah had made, the altars which Manasseh had made in the two courts of the Lord. The king broke down and pulverized there and threw the dust into the brook of Kidron. Every single thing that linked them to Satan and Lucifer and all those worships. He what? broke it down. Is there another verse? Verse 13. Let's check verse 13. Okay, these, these, these long. What we've said. This is the encouragement, guys. Almost done. We break stuff down. Okay, come on, please. Okay, come on, there's no time left. It's easy to say that I'm not sitting at the altars and the gates of devils. It's easy. It's easy because we're going to pray for stuff. Even Wednesday, we're going to break altars in people's lives and stuff. Please come if you're here on Wednesday. But check this. This is the last verse. What did they burn? What did they say? They burn incense on the high places where it is nice. Check this. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a loving what is sacrifice? Worship. You cannot worship outside of an altar. Now this is, the tables are turned, Esri. It is not just now we're going to speak and go to the high places and kill the witches. No, no, no. Now it is what is your life speaking in the spirit? A loving sacrifice, holy and acceptable to who? To God. Not you under your trees where it's nice. It says God sets the parameter of worship. And if it, everything is not in line with God and it feels like it's too much, it means that you are not living up to this. It says your reasonable service, giving you all, Sister Esbury. God considered it as reasonable. Not your best. You just made it. It is like when there's KPI at work and you've worked hard and they come and say, no, you are a, 
a three. Just, you just did enough. He's nar. You're like, what? I went the extra mile and they're like, yeah, but that's. This is it. It says you present that you. Who? Your pastor? Your bishop? Your husband? Your wife? Your father? Your mother? You present your bodies. Sending your children to Sunday school whilst you lay in bed. It is not you presenting your children as a, you cannot present your children as a, their bodies as a living sacrifice. You teach them to do it themselves, but you are not absolved. If your mother or father goes to church and you don't have a relationship with God, young people, give your bodies. Because whatever we do, it's seen as worship. It's seen as worship. When we go and make connections with people we're not supposed to physically, emotionally, it's seen as worship and they become your priests. That's why many of us, when we're giving ourselves to people, when they want to leave us, we want to say, do it, Mark. Why? It's for me and my house. We will serve God. We are serving people we don't even know. Just because we don't call them my king, we are serving them. Offer your body a living sacrifice. The best altar you can build unto God is when you're sold out to God. It's easy to go to the witches. It's easy to break down altars. He orias, hey, we're coming to the high place where the devil can do me no harm. No, I'm going, going up. It's nice. It's a liquor song, eh? And God is waiting for you to finish. Okay, now that you've done with the witches, let's see what you're presenting. That's why Paul said, I beseech you. This means I'm begging you from the depth of my being. I've seen him. I know his grace. Give yourself unto God. The biggest altar you can break is your own habits that sting before God. Present yourselves a living sacrifice. Let's stand. Thank you.